you're here and I'm glad you came. Welcome to my bestie life. If we haven't met before, hi, I'm AJ, a trauma anxiety life coach. I'll help you turn your pain into your power. And my buddy Allie is a weight loss, health and wellness mindset coach. So together we've got you covered. We're here in the trenches, authentically us, bringing clarity, strategy, and a whole lot of love to life's biggest challenges. Buckle up babies, no subject is off limits. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Allie's going to hop on in a second. And as she does, I want to remind you of this. However you approach this day is valid. However you approach this day is valid. However you feel this day is valid. And it is welcome here. No, it's kind of a of us it's a happy day but some of us have some mixed feelings and I am included in that bag it's always like a 50 50 of like yay Mother's Day and then feeling the sadness of the journey I had with my own mother and also losing her so if you approach this day with those kind of mixed feelings as well know that that's okay that it's valid. And however you approach Mother's Day, if you have lost a mother, have lost a child, um, you are welcome here. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Good morning. <laughs> you started your day. Right now. Yeah, and it's, uh, I got some pretty interesting cards from my kids. So that was fun. <laughs> what do you mean by interesting? <laughs> Um, they were just so sweet. Um, it, it's just their whole idea behind things. And, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was really awesome. Their creativity. And it's funny because I'm a, I love flowers. Like I love flowers, but not on Valentine's day, not on, uh, on mother's day. Um, even kind of like on my birthday, I feel like it's like, I can't even believe the lineups at the grocery store. It was overwhelming <laughs> yay pandemic lineups at grocery stores there's always so much right? fun right oh but my I, God. I am gonna share that this is this is what i'm doing right now <laughs> um i thought about joining you but i am i'm not a good drinker so i kind of have to meter that stuff out you'd think i'm half russian i'm half scottish i should be able to be a better drinker but just don't practice you, <laughs> you are such a lightweight it's so funny it probably has more to do with like uh, seriously like a quarter of my clothes are from the children's section so <laughs> i need to get a pillow to sit on because i kind of feel like i'm super short i changed it's always it's always interesting trying to trying to figure out what to do here I feel, I feel now like I'm, I'm on a, <laughs> boom. Oh, did that help? I don't even know. Yeah, it did sure it? did. <laughs> Hi, Skin by Stephanie and that. Hi, Orlando Perez. Thank you for the Mother's Day wishes. It's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, I just want to give a shout out. Um, I think like you were saying, AJ, that today, today can be a really hard day for some people. And I, I also think that it's like built up into this thing, like even when you are a mom and maybe, maybe you have a real shit day, right? Like kids are screaming, but to even, to even acknowledge that there's some, there's some moms that are fur baby moms. There are, 
um, women who mother other people. There are fathers who step in the role of mom and dad. Um, there's also there's also women who who decide not to have babies and are the ally to the moms. We need that reprieve to be with other people um, and also to the people who've lost their mom, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like this blaring day, right? Today is like, oh, happy Mother's Day. And some, uh, you know, for, for some people, it's, it's a really tough day. So uh, I think that uh, you have to make uh, whatever day, whether it's Mother's Day. I find Valentine's Day is the same way. It's like that stark reminder if you don't have someone um, that you're left out in the cold. So, um, yeah, like the whole, <laughs> these whole celebrations. And motherhood is complicated, like how we feel about being a mother, um, how we feel about our mothers, um, you know, and it's, that's, and that, I I think that for more than, uh, like I, than, than not, it's complicated. Yeah, absolutely. The first Mother's Day that I spent after losing my own mother, I think I was like drunk half the day, (laughs) like just straight up honest. Yeah. There you go. But we have these days that are really... just, mm-hmm. just for now. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have these very simplistic days where it's like, this is a day about this and this is a day about that. And we don't have simplistic relationships. Like even when our relationships are good with our mom, they're always complex because there's like mom's life journey, your life journey. And they, we don't always mesh and interact even with our own kids. Yeah. And there's even that moment. I know that um, I think I was a really tough teenager on my mom. I think that I was so different or I wanted to be so different from her um, that she just didn't know what to do with me. And then it kind of got to the point where I realized that I was, I was really similar to my mom. Um, And I let go of the push and the pull a lot. And I just, um, I just let her be my mom, right? I, I can feel it with my own kids where like that independence, right? They're, they're coming and they're stretching and they're like, I don't, I don't need you. I want you. I don't need you. I want you. Um, and uh, it is, it's, uh, it, it's complicated. It's a, it's a mixed bag of things. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and I, 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 I'm glad we're talking about this today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember when I was like a kid and going out for mother's day, my mom would get us all out together. I'm like, why are we having dinner together? We don't even like each other. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here for the cheese toast. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but, but it's also that acknowledgement of like how these relationships form who we are, you know, whether we're happy in them or not, they're part of our life experience and need to be examined. Even if, if we want to get to the other side of it, like if you have that negative feeling, when you think about motherhood, we want to investigate that. So it doesn't have power over us, particularly as we go forward. And we're not all called to be mothers and we're not all physically able to be mothers, but I think we are all called to mentor um, in some way. Absolutely. I, and I think that that's, that's, that's the thing is, is that when you really look at what, the definition of a mother is to you, you know, your safe place that is there for advice, um, that is there to pick up the pieces. I know so many women in my life that are that for me, 
that aren't biologically tied to me. And so it's, I think that like we can take, it's almost like taking back the day and saying, this is a day to celebrate the, the people who, who have taken that role with you, um, who have, who have stepped in to help out, who have picked you up, who've seen you at your worst and given you the grace to stand up, um, without judgment, you know, and just, and that constant learning that we have, and, and you, you said it, you said a very particular word and that's mentor. And we all get to be that and have that in our lives. And I think that that's, that's worth celebrating. Right. And it, this is, this is not about a day to make people feel bad. Um, and, and like highlight, highlight, it's like, it's like that, that Facebook white picket fence, you know, like, oh look at all this stuff. Um, how perfect our lives are and uh, motherhood is messy and a lot of a lot of what they don't tell you too um, is how awful that it can feel and how lonely it is when you first bring a baby home um, and then everyone else goes on with your life and you're stuck with this small person and you're just like oh shit what do I do nobody like I all and it's funny because all of the like the birthing classes they don't they tell you what to expect when you're giving birth and then, and then they're just like, see ya. Bye. You're yeah. on There Bye. was that absolute cutoff, right? And even with midwives who stay with you, you know, three or four weeks after, there's still that cutoff. And we're, we're mothering in a different, this time, this time in history is different from all the millennia before it in that we are not in a community. We're not in a tribal community. So when you feel bad because we tell ourselves on social media to not sit your kids in front of the TV, well, we used to have mothers, grandmothers, and aunties nearby to look after our kids so that we could eat. Yeah. yeah. So then the yeah. first step is letting aside that guilt and like drinking your cup of coffee and letting them watch the TV if that's what's needed. We need that eye support, even if it's just like scrolling on social media. I mean, we shit on ourselves all the time for how much social media we're on right now, especially when we're in a pandemic and we're not supposed to be talking with other people. We still need that eye contact and our kids yeah. do too. But yeah, totally. that parenting is so much different. And then, so you bring this little one home and it's just like your friends are living their best lives and you're exhausted and yeah, unless, and unless you have things at the same time. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just the whole idea, like go and find a mom group, even a bunch of strangers. I, I think my thought was no, thank you. I already feel, <laughs> I already feel weird enough about what's going on. Um, and I, I, I think that there's like, sometimes, sometimes I, I, I don't feel like it comes naturally to me all the time. Like that, that patience, right? I, I tend to, I can be, I can be a little volcano and that's my own shit to work on too. And you see other people are so patient and you're destined to be moms. And, and again, like you said, there's some people that can't have kids and, uh, you know, they, they are the epitome of, of, a wonderful mother. And, mm. uh, and so we're all just kind of in it, just trying to, just trying to keep our heads above water. Um, and so a, a day to celebrate, yes, my head is above water. So <laughs> back chai, I don't know how to do that yet. I, we were actually talking Allie and I about adding other people to our lives, but, um, we're not quite ready yet. So but keep texting. If there's something you want to say, please say it in the chat because we want to hear it. 
We want to hear it. Um, yeah. Oh, now I'm my, now my alley's paused. That's okay. Um, she'll be back in a second. Sometimes internet gets slow on days where we are all supposed to call that special person, that special mom. And which is sometimes, yeah. And then there's also the dichotomy of our relationships and our partner's relationships or um, the oh, I lost my alley. I lost my alley. She'll come back. Um, and, and like the whole thing with like in-laws, I had, I had one friend who always used to call them her outlaws, her and her partner. Um, you know, they had a really good relationship and they had kids, but she always used to call her in-laws her outlaws because their, their point of view was so, so very different. And that is a whole other dynamic when it comes to Mother's Day as well. Sorry, dude, my, uh, my, my tablet overheated for some reason. Oh, no. That's always the, the, the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like your mug. Oh, thanks. It's, you know what? It took me so long to realize it's actually the birds and the bees. It was my springtime mug. Yeah. So, um, so what are your, what are your plans? Um, like what's your ideal day for mother's day? Cause, cause. Yeah. Um, I actually, I purposely make it a low key day because, mm. um, and I find with a lot of my other friends who have lost parents on, on mother's day or on father's day, it's kind of like this. Uh, and if you're a parent yourself, it's like this duality of like celebrating the life that you have built and the family that you have and um, allowing your kids to honor you, which can actually sometimes feel a little bit uncomfortable yeah. for some. And then also um, having that awareness of like that, that space, you know, like this is my parent who is gone, gone, but not totally gone. Um, but uh and by I mean that her spirit is there and her memory is there. Oh, hello from Kenya. Wow. I'm glad you said where you're from. Yes. Say where you're from. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like, so what I have to do is I have to intentionally put in self-nurture into this day. And for me, that is my art. Like, I get out with the paints. I get out in the sunshine. I know that my art can sustain me, right? So, <laughs> which is such a as moms right we're always like pouring from the cup pouring from the cup and at some point this is going to be totally empty yeah and you I'm gotta getting, fill your cup absolutely and or then your mimosa or your mimosa on days where you have that um that awareness or feeling empty or it's hard to get out of bed or you're like i just need to uh put on pants today <laughs> <laughs> that's when we know we need to be filling up even more because the cup has a hole in it. I saw this one coach um, do some training and she actually purposely had a broken cup and she was like pouring it into the other one. And she said, I expected myself to be able to fill other people's cup, but I had to do so much pouring into my own to even make that happen because her cup was only this big. Yeah. And there are times and seasons mostly seasons where that is the case. We just need to fill, fill, fill. And you're like, holy fuck, how much self-care does one person need to do? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a lot, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and we feel guilty about that, right? Of, of uh, I, was, I was talking about that just the other day is, um, 
when you're focused on your career, when you're, you know, when you've got kind of stuff happening within your life, um, it's really hard to remember about yourself. And again, uh, you, you've created that analogy uh, before where it's like, you got to put on your own oxygen mask before, before everyone else so that we take care. Um, and sometimes the hard part is remembering, right? Things slip away really easily. Uh, and and we, we make concessions for everyone else. So Jack's upset or so-and-so is fighting or, oh yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do that later. Um, and so that's such an important point. Um, and it just like really looking at when I thought about what I wanted to do today. Um, and, and it's, it's funny because I want to make the charcuterie board. I want to do the food prep and it can freak people out and be like, no, 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 but you need to sit and relax. It's like, you've seen me at a party, AJ. I'm not the person to sit and relax. Like I want to be in the kitchen doing things because that's my comfort place. And so I, like you, um, I don't really have any expectations for today. I'm going to garden a bit and just see what happens with the day. Because when we put so much stock into one day, and I think somebody was saying, we need to be celebrating and we need to be kind and we need to tell people we love them every day, not just on Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, birthdays, that kind of thing is, is that we need to celebrate. This life is not long. So you know, really, really making sure that we are showing up for ourselves every day um, throughout all of this is so important. Mm, yeah. And if you're going through a season of discomfort with any sort of day, be it Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Father's Day, whatever, allow yourself to grow through that season, right? Like, just like, you know, the sun follows the night, like spring follows winter. And just allowing yourself to grow through that season is so important. Like my first Mother's Day without a mother is not the same as this one. And every year it changes. And it doesn't make that loss any less of a loss. But it's how you reflect on it that, that um, makes the difference between healing and wallowing if that makes sense, because when you are, wherever you are in time, it's not just like what has happened to you. It's how you have processed it and yeah. creating meaning is the most effective way to heal from pain of any type, be that an infertility journey or a loss of a parent yourself. It's how do you create the meaning of what is going on for you right now? And they've done studies of this too, even with people who have no like um, religion or uh, you know, spirituality, it just is a matter of creating meaning of to your biggest life experiences will help you process them better. And statistically, you will be happier. I think I think also too, like if, if, if this day is a sore day for you, for whatever reason, make it your day. Like, don't make it about Mother's Day. Like, go do something kick-ass that you would like to do and make it about you. Um, and or, or or live in the memory of someone and 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 seek out something in a celebration of of life for mothers. Um, if if you've lost one, or if you're not even interested in having children, um, you know, go do something really fun. I, it doesn't mean that this day will hold you down. Like it's not a, it's not pinning you to the ground. So um, make it your own. It doesn't have to be this 
grandiose thing if you're a mom or you could make it a grandiose thing if if you know if you want it to um I, I we were at the mall and i almost choked uh, i was with aj um 25 for three cards dudes i'm never doing that again i almost like i almost fell over at shoppers drug mart um and it was just like they're dying card card companies are dying the the monetary uh, it's why I don't want flowers. I, I would rather that you write me a card. Um, but I did want to get one to send to my mom. And I, I'm never doing that again. Um, just simply because it was just like, oh, it's not it's not about the money. It's about the time spent. It's about reaching out to someone. Um, it's we all have godmothers. AJ is a godmother to to my kids. And it's about reaching out to the friends and connecting with other people who put themselves in that parent role um and and not giving in to the commercialization of this yeah. day mm. so let let's um let's switch gears how has being a mom changed you as a person oh it changed everything um i would have to say that um, one of the biggest reminders that my kids give me is to not get too far ahead of myself. They're so in the moment that that being in that moment and and also getting to relive all the fun, you know, like as adults, like we really we are, we're serious and we have this and we have that and we get so stressed out that we forget about the fun. And I think that as kids, we want to grow up so fast that being being a mom kind of brings us back to reminding ourselves all about the beautiful things in the world that make you happy. Um, and they don't have to be complicated. They're really simple. I have to practice patience uh, and, and sharing, which can be hard. Um, but I just, honestly, having kids made, made me realize that it's hard and we can do hard things. Yeah. There's, there's so much, right? Like there's the, what um, about you? Yeah. In some ways, like, um, the playfulness and uh, honestly, like she has caused me or helped me not caused me, but helped me heal in a way that no one else on this earth could in both the uh, happy experiences and the challenging ones. Like one of the most um, effective ways to heal from trauma is actually through play and through joy. Yes. And so when my life fell apart, Sadie was about four or five, which is like primetime playtime. So part of like coming back to healing was like just really literally doing little kid stuff, right? Like walking along the school fence and, and feeling like my fingers, uh, you know, like feeling the texture of things or like stopping in grass. And one of the most amazing things about having a baby was, and in Canada, we get like a year mat leave was having that one year of literally having nothing else to do but mm -hmm. enjoy her and learn who we are now. And that was really, and like going forward, that, that was really good to look back on that, to have that as a goal of even though I'm doing all this other stuff to just be who I am and enjoy what I'm doing without like doing all the other stuff, but without feeling the pressure of that. Um, See, you, you had a different experience than I did. 
Yeah, um, that, that first year was really, really hard for me. Um, I felt completely out of my element. Um, I was scared to reach out because I felt like a horrible person because I didn't know how to handle certain situations um, at, here with this baby. And <clears throat> it was easier with Jack, but it's it, I found the isolation, um, just like everyone has over this last year, uh, overwhelming. I didn't know who to turn to or ask or even tell, right? You don't want to tell people that you're struggling um, because their reaction to you saying, I'm not okay, tends to be, oh my God, I'm going to try and fix you. And it's, it was just, it, I felt a lot like I was hiding under a blanket and um, I made it through it. I had to navigate the waters, but boy, I sure, I sure, it was like getting thrown into an ice cold bath. For me, it was shocking. Yeah. And like with postpartum, there's so many variations of it that when we're even struggling a little bit, we're like, oh, I don't want to be shamed with it. Or if you're actually experiencing postpartum, feeling the shame of it, but also missing out on like when we feel the shame of it, it's harder to reach out for help and get that support, which we need so badly. Like we need that bonding and support. Mm -hmm. Our bodies like literally did this weird, crazy miracle, which is disgusting and beautiful at the same time. <laughs> I think I think you just said it perfectly about parenting. It's disgusting and beautiful all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and, and like how it changes your your marriage and relationships. Yep, it's huge um, because there is this whole like we were just two people, and now there's this screaming, hungry little person that is consuming all my wife's time yeah yeah it's a lot to navigate and then coming back to like wanting to have sex again and having time with each other and remembering why you did all of this in the first place yeah we just we just got a lock on our bedroom door like uh two months ago (laughs) (laughs) thought that we would have learned by now um but yeah it is and just being that parent and um and the thing is is that coming out of it and learning and learning your own rhythm with with things but um you mentioned you mentioned tribe earlier um and we really lack that don't we uh it's funny because uh the word tribes being used a lot um in the ww community uh just because that is what you're seeing you're seeing people band together and and support people in a way where is in in common everyday life we don't see it we don't have mothers and the whole family coming to stay with you after you've had the baby like you said we don't have that we are we all live in individual places uh and and then we're we're completely isolated i and that was the hardest thing for me and i didn't want to go find a random group of strangers to go tell my problems to you I was nervous enough to even admit it to my own friends I'm not going to tell these people what's going on so I think we know more now I think that there is a lot more information out about how we can support each other when we do have children Um, and whether that be moms or dads like we see all kinds of different families and blended families and stepkids and all that kind of thing coming and I think what we need to get better at, we need to get better at our tribe. Yeah. And intentionally seeking it out and intentionally supporting each other. Um, 
one of the well, one huge blessing that was happened to me this week was uh, yesterday I met with like I call them my soul family a bunch of other coaches and other people we just meet like once a month and just like be real where you're at and totally love each other and it, having this perspective of different people in different ages and different countries it's good because when you seek out support of people who are different than you yes you get out of your own cycle out of your own head cycle and that's actually one of the gifts of like when your kids seek out other kid friends and you're like oh great i get to hang out with this parent i know nothing about and have nothing in common with with and sometimes it works amazing and sometimes you're just like mm, i'm gonna stand over here now <laughs> it does and and you you really did touch on something and i think that there is there is value in our elders and being an elder yeah. There, there is such value because, um, and having that, that mix of different ages within our friend group and in, in our mentor group, uh, where we can pull information from, uh, because it, it gives you so much more of a diverse pool of information to, to pull from and to have. And it just, it doesn't it make your life so much more rich when you have that diversity around you. And, and really, it makes life so much more colorful, so much more beautiful. Uh, when age doesn't play a factor, it's more about the connection between people. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to go find a grumpy old person to be friends with. That's not what I'm saying. No. No, but if, if we go back to the tribal mentality, there would be like aunties and grandmas and godmothers, people Cousins that have different... Yeah. yeah, and then they would... They, the thing is about tribal life, you would have like you know, this is what is a normal behavior for a child. And this isn't because you'd have all these different perspectives, sometimes helpful, sometimes not. But at family least, is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least you have kind of a guideline. But so much of parenting um, on your own in this kind of culture where there's so many different voices on the internet and so many different parenting advice that yep. you come up with a situation that is challenging for you as a parent. And you're like, is this normal? I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> because that those in, that information and those things on the internet, that's not people you trust. That's not people that know you. Um, you can compile all your information that you can, but it is, that's when we feel really far away. And that's where we're kind of, kind of testing the waters and testing other, other moms and other parents of, of kind of, because you don't really want to say it out loud. It's normal because you don't want that peculiar look being like, what's wrong with you? Um <laughs> But once we have that circle of trust, that people, um, and then you also find that <laughs> I noticed this on the playground. So I'm the mom that goes up and breaks fights and checks on kids. And I'm not afraid <laughs> to give shit to other kids if they're being mean or, and it's so funny. Cause I had another parent just be like, you're the mom that's just in there. And I'm like, yeah, it's just like, we're, we're a group. And if there isn't someone watching what's going on, like, I want to be interactive with the kids and celebrate them when they're, you know, when they're doing really good things and have like a loving correction. Cause it's not about yelling at the kids. It's just yeah. about, Hey man, like you can't do that. And, and to know that there's other adults that are safe um, that can come up and, and you don't know if mom over there is in tears, overwhelmed and can't handle anything. And so that's where you see us come together. And I, I really want to see more of that. Um, I'm really unafraid of, I, I appreciate when other parents uh, intervene with my kids too, because I have days where I just can't, I just can't, and they're going to listen to Auntie AJ. 
more than they're going to listen to mommy. Well, sometimes a kid just needs another voice because ours has got so normalized or they just, they need other parents, other safe adults that they can tell their embarrassing stuff to. That you said the word right there. I think that's another really important thing that parents need to have a group of adults that are safe, um, that their kids can turn to. Because if your kid's drunk at the party and they just, they know they're going to get in a little bit of shit with you, yeah. but, and just like being that with your niece or nephew or, or the other kid that you have earned that, that place of mentorship in their life of being like, I will give you a bailout. If I find that you're in an unsafe situation, I will intervene, but I want you to know that your safety is first yeah. and that I can be your bailout and I will drop everything and help you out. There may be like, a step two to this, but getting out is the first thing. And I know like a lot of um, families have a text code where like you can just text X, Y, Z, like literally that. And then they'll know like, okay, what I a need great, to what a great idea. There's yeah, just safety first. And yeah, having, having, having information uh, that kids can get that isn't from their stupid friends. Not saying everyone's, all the kids are going to have stupid friends, but um, when they're left to their own devices, it's amazing at some of the creative, interesting things they come up with that are facts that really aren't. <laughs> Why have you come up with any facts lately? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> there have been some interesting situations going on with the kids lately, but I won't embarrass them by, by saying it live on Instagram. That's for the okay. book later. Gotcha. 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 Um, yeah. And the other thing about parenting, which I was glad, like when I, I went to therapy or when I had coaching support was, um, the age that you were when you felt the most, um, injury, like most psycho psychological injury is often, um, triggered again when your child is that age, even if you've been healed, you'll start, you'll be like, you'll have this like spidey sense of awareness that everything just feels a little bit closer to the surface. Holy, and, that, that's really, that's really amazing because people can start to feel like they're going squirrely and not know why. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not that you're crazy and it's not that you haven't healed. It's just that this is an in your face reminder of what has happened. Yeah. And then like the, like level up or intermediate to advanced healing is, you know, when you first start and you're like, that was a really shitty situation. And then you're like, well, I'm glad I had people around me to help me through it. Or I'm glad I sought out support afterwards to help me through it. And then when you get next level, you're, you go, well, I'm glad I have me to help me through this. And then when you're like that with your kids, then your kids can see that stuff gets hard sometimes. Shit happens. And some there's things that we can't control, but if my mom can heal, so can I. <laughs> How much of, of, do you ever get this where, um, so you try to not let your kids go through the same thing that you did? Yeah. It's one of the most, one of the most in your face things about parenting is allowing your child to be uncomfortable or hurt. Oh. Because you don't want to let your, you, you love this little person so much. You don't want them to ever hurt, but hurt it. Like our pain is part of what makes us human. 
processing yeah. that stuff and allowing them to be uncomfortable allows them to grow. And I'm not, I'm not saying like leave them in a bully situation, but like allowing them to feel jealousy, allowing them to feel like extreme dislike or hate or allowing or them intervening, intervening when they, this is their journey to go through because we can't take away all the pain. We can't take, we can't, take the bully out of the situation like we can't be there to protect them all the time because that is that is them learning to develop their own voice and to learn how to how to figure out situations on their own but we do have that right uh when it, it's it's the bailout right as moms how much do you bail your kids out of a certain situation and how much do you let them do it on their own and preteens and teens relationships are so important and the hurt feels so big because they're, yeah. they're, they're literally doing that. They're learning how to seek out partners in later life. So these relationships become so important at this age. So you, you can't, you can't fix that. Like you can't fix the girl who suddenly won't be your friend, right? Your kid's yeah. friend. You can't fix the situation where relationship dynamics change and that that's a kind of a game changer with parenting too because it takes the pressure off of you to intervene because there comes a point where like yeah you intervene on the playground when the kid is just wailing on the other kid but at a certain point you have to allow them to navigate this on their own and it's never my job as a parent to protect my kid from the world it's yeah. my job to help her navigate the world that she finds herself in. yeah Absolutely. And uh, one, one thing that I, I know for myself, and I tell my kids a lot, is that I'm not perfect. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have, like, like, sometimes the foot comes down, right? You put, you put the foot down. Um, but I'm imperfect. And they have to know that I'm imperfect and, and that I don't always know the right answers because then it allows for them to, to not have to be perfect either. And, and that was, that was a really big thing that, that, um, my dad was really good at this where he would apologize to me. Um, and if it was in front of my friends, he would apologize to me in front of my friends. Mm. And it, there was a humbling in that where it really made him human and it took the pressure off of me to be perfect and to, to have to strive for this. I know everything and I have to be good at everything. Um, and the one, the one stunning thing though, that I found because uh, we've always had this philosophy in our house, but my kids get really, really mad when they're not good at stuff. Like, like furious, like so mad if they're not perfect at something. And it's such a weird thing. Cause it's like, where does that come from? Because that's not what they're being taught at home. But I think we naturally have this, fear that if we're not good at something we're not even going to try mm, yeah it, that's such an adult behavior too <laughs> but just it is Sadie like that where if she's not good at something it's just like <laughs> oh yeah and well and then it's hard to track sometimes it's hard to track where the meltdown is coming from because yeah. we actually had this incident not too long ago um she wanted to do a chore and uh, she couldn't figure, like, I, I wanted just to let her see how far she could get with this chore on her own, right? Like, I didn't want to micromanage. And I said, okay, I'm just going to let you try it for a little bit. And then I'm going to come back. And uh, if you need help, I'll be there. And then we can break it, the test down a little bit more. And there was a huge meltdown because she, um, 
wanted to do it right. She wanted to do it perfect. And it was hard and it was challenging. And then tracking down the meltdown. Okay. So how much of this meltdown is because this is too hard? How much of this meltdown is because you're tired or Mm -hmm. is there other stuff going on? And then there's that awareness. And then that's helping the kid come to their awareness of, as to why their reaction is bigger than the situation um, merits. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. And, it, yeah. It, and you're right. It's hard watching them go through this because we've been through that. And that this is why having like a multi-generational uh, relationships within your life is really, really handy, especially as an adult. Um to to bounce things off of people that have been there before but yeah you know my almost 10 year old certainly doesn't want to take advice from me and it's like a lot of convincing you you trust me right that you know that what i'm telling you is the truth and you'll make it through this and it's okay and you know so one yeah, day my tribe is just so monumental um like even like i'm very very lucky that i co-parent with someone who is mostly on the same team like sometimes we have different opinions we're always on the same team but mostly on the same page yeah but there are times where allowing her to be in that discomfort is actually quite triggering for me because i grew up in an abusive household yeah. so then i have to navigate of like well, where is my pain entering into this situation? How can I acknowledge that and still get the result that like, and still be the parent I want to be. Right. And so there are times where, and, and this will vary uh, different times of year. So if she's having a meltdown close to say mother's day or close to like a trauma anniversary day, it is harder for me to stay present in that moment and be the container for their anger and not absorb it. And they don't know that. No, they don't know right? that. They, have no, they have no knowledge of that either. Mm-hmm. And so they're just doing their thing and being little volcanoes. And Yeah, and this is where you, like, if you are a parent after, like, say you had an alcoholic parent, a parent yourself or whatever shit happened in your childhood, where, where you have to kind of level up and have that self-awareness and do work on yourself so that you can be the parent you want. Because yeah. the natural instinct, which is totally normal, is to be like, I went through so much worse than this and this is the behavior you're giving me. And <laughs> you know what it reminds me of the, the, I had to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways, both ways. with bricks on my back, <laughs> you know, and like in, in a snowstorm and you're like, well, I grew up in Saskatchewan. That might be possible, but, but not helpful. Not helpful. Yeah, like those those anecdotal things of like, or just even just even like, just some of the weird stuff that they they would say as a parent. I just remember my grandmother saying that there were starving kids in Africa, so I needed to eat all my food. And like, yeah, it doesn't like what? Maybe we should send money. <laughs> you know, like don't that's weird math that uh, that that parents would say. Like, what what is one of the weirdest things as a kid that you were told that was like? So bizarre oh, to you now. Oh, um, oh, I don't know. I, I got, t- <laughs> my family was not normal. <laughs> but 
but like, trying to think of of, of some of the weird things in order to like we were told weird things in order for our parents to get the behavior they wanted out of us yeah right yeah. like i remember being three okay this is a really silly stupid one but i remember being three and having like this big ass sliver in my finger and you know when you're a kid you don't want the two the tweezers to come at you and you know that peroxide is gonna sting like <laughs> like a whatever so my grandma was like uh, if you don't let me take that out, you're going to turn into a log of wood. And I remember sobbing so hard because I legit believed that I would turn into a log. Oh my <laughs> goodness. That's the things that nightmares are made of. Or like even, or even like when kids are like, and, and somebody says, if you, if you, your face is going to freeze like that. If you, if you don't stick your lip out or a bird will poop on it. That was one. That's a weird one. Really? I thought everybody had that one. <laughs> don't stick your don't stick your tongue out or a bird will poop on it. That's so funny. <laughs> um uh, have you have you ever told Sadie anything? The those parental little lies. Have you ever done that? Try no, to think if I've ever done that to Jack and Emily. I don't know if I have, but there are times where I'm like, I should have just, <laughs> there are times where I felt like I should have just like, you know, lied or, or kept my mouth shut a little bit longer, but yeah. Yeah. If anyone wants to put in the chat, what's the, what's the weirdest story that a parent ever told you um, <laughs> that, that maybe was like, as an adult, you're just like, well, that's silly. That's not true at all. With my, la with my adult brain, I can logic that that is ridiculous but as a kid it felt like so true yeah like there's there, there's just some like old wives tales or those stories that as kids that you were just told um yeah like even just like if you got out of bed the witch would get your your toes oh yeah. i didn't hear that one before <laughs> yeah